This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. UFOs, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Bambergus. And I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making Veritas possible. Please subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to all segments of tonight's interview and all of our material. And to get in touch with us, our member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower. There's a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at VeritasRadio.com. Right from the start, I would like to issue the following disclaimer. The opinions expressed on this radio program are solely the opinions of the guest and do not, I repeat, do not represent the opinions of this host, Veritas Radio, or its affiliates. Tonight's interview is probably one of the most, if not the most, non-traditional, challenging, and controversial interviews I have done in a very long time. In fact, I thought very hard about not releasing it. Why, you ask? Because some of the content may be offensive to some. But then I realized that what may seem like hatred might be just a cry for help, a way to mask the pain that is enveloping someone who worked for 33 years at NASA from 1958 to 1992. I'm referring to former NASA spacecraft operator Clark C. McClelland. His memory is failing, and sometimes the conversation may feel fragmented 
disconnected, and even repetitive. Nonetheless, his truth is important. A few days ago, I received a telephone call from a researcher I respect. She told me that Clark McClellan is dying and that he wishes to speak with me. And we did. Clark is in so much physical and psychological pain that he could not help it during the interview. The pain translated into confrontation, recalcitrance, and overall impatience at times. But the information is important, especially for those of you who are not familiar with this story. During the interview, you will hear the guest literally beg for your financial help, because he truly needs it. He wants to continue writing new chapters for his book, but now his computer is down and he does not even have the funds to fix it. I asked Clark that if there was going to be segment two, which we recorded a few days later, that it would have to be more cordial, professional, and without hatred. Although I can't even begin to comprehend what it would feel like if I gave 33 years of my life to then be dismissed due to a technicality, a pension revoked, and the possibility of ever finding employment eliminated, with the exception of Disney World, at $4.25 per hour. What you are about to hear is Clark McClellan's truth. I urge you to step back, be open-minded. More than anything, I urge you to give compassion, unless you know exactly what he's going through. He needs our help, and his life story is the only thing of value that he has left. Go to his website at stargate-chronicles.com and lend him a hand. Clark McClelland is coming up right now on Veritas. Clark McClelland's long association with the UFO phenomenon has followed him throughout his aerospace career. In 1958, he was assigned to the National Space Program at Cape Canaveral, Florida, and helped launch or viewed 679 rockets and spacecraft. In addition to being an aerospace engineer and technical assistant to the Apollo program manager during the Apollo moon landings, McClellan and other spacecraft operators did extensive technical checkout of simulated flights and mission objectives of the various space shuttles to assure orbital success and the personal safety of the astronauts. He has worked at major aerospace companies and at NASA until 1992. And to learn more about Clark McClellan and his work, visit his website at stargate-chronicles.com, which is also linked on our website. Hello. Hello, is this Clark? Yes, it is. Clark, hello. This is Mel Fambergas with Veritas. Hey, Mel. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Not so good, Mel. I'm dying. So I've got pain beyond belief. But I want to get as much as I can say uh, to this nation of what appear to be now a bunch of morons as, as I can. Somebody just sent me an email. They attacked me. You know, MUFON is attacking me. I don't doubt it. MUFON is a government agency, and the people that join it are nothing more than clones for them. I'm going to write up an article about MUFON. I was once the assistant state director of MUFON in the state of Florida. 
when I realized through a contact I had with one of the Office of Naval Intelligence officers that was within MUFON, and I was also an Office of, of Naval Intelligence officer at the Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral, he said, Clark, wise up. This organization is created only to have incoming reports, and all they report actually has nothing to do with any seriousness with UFOs and otherwise. I am in such pain right now. I have to gripe and moan about it because it is, it's plain old horrible. Uh, a doctor told me that what I'm feeling right now is the pain by four times what a woman experiences at childbirth. Four times that pain. Now, I'm not a woman, you're not, we can't tell what that pain is. But that's terrible pain. Clark, I don't mean to press you at all. Is there anything you would like to say right now so we can put on the record? Yes. I was with NASA from 1958 until 1992. One hell of a lot of years. I was a friend of all the right stuff, original seven astronauts. They were, were my friends and told me things that they saw out there, Alan Shepard, all the rest. And then I became friends of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and all the rest up until the time I left. Our NASA space program has been destroyed by the evil that's within the government of what was once called the United States of America. The person in the White House right now is not a smart person. He's actually a dumbbell. But the news keeps telling you he's one expert and a, and a genius. He is not, nor is his vice president. It's a lot more than that. I've had... I have 54 or so chapters. I only got 15 on my website because no one will publish my books on the planet Earth. Why is because I am telling the truth. And they're trying to make me look like a liar. Greece was going to set me up with a radio program out of Athens that went all over the nation of Greece. The friend that I have there, I call him Achilles. He called me back and said, the station, radio station refused to do you now because MUFON called me a liar. This evil agency within the, the government of this, this very evil country is destroying my right to earn a few dollars to just exist. I, I'm in poverty. I am in deep, deep poverty, Mel. I've been in that for 21 years. Clark, is MUFON a data mining operation? Meaning what? Meaning that all they do is collect cases and they simply make them disappear. I also knew a That's MUFON right. st state director who resigned because he was told not to pursue certain cases. That's right. And that's because we are an enslaved race of humans on this planet. At least five separate races, okay? Now, you don't have to believe that. I've been an astronomer in my life. 
Also, you've got to understand something. The Earth is a living cosmic life form, and it's angry, causing all the storms and such, even through HARP, that's being done and killing our people in this country and elsewhere. The HARP program has now been captured by and is now the New World Order, which means the World Bank of Zionist Israel owns that. They now own the New World Order space program, okay? This is me. I was there that many years. I know all about it. The challenger was sabotage. They will never tell you that. They warned us all at Kennedy Space Center after it blew up. Do not say the word sabotage with this explosion. It was a malfunction, which was bullshit. There was a shape charge uh, inside one of the solid boosters that when it exploded about 71 minutes later caused the Challenger to explode and kill my very good friend Judy Resnick and the other friends I had in it. I watched Judy fall and hit the Atlantic Ocean. Then they told us, they warned us, you will be fired and placed in a federal prison if you mention sabotage with this so-called accident. NASA lies, okay? What was the reason, Clark, for the, expo the Challenger explosion? 19 Libyans were working at our space program. 19 goddamned Libyans. What nation on Earth would place 19 enemies inside our secret space program to plan a bomb? Okay? And if they would have admitted that, we would have had World War III, which means billions of people dying instead of seven. Okay? So they didn't release that. The Columbia was another sabotage mission. We had a Jewish pilot on board that carried a nuclear machine where he was testing, uh, that he used for testing over the Middle East. This Jewish pilot was an expert pilot, but he was a Zionist Jew, the enemy of the USA, the past USA. You're referring to Ilan Ramon uh, from Israel, who also was responsible for uh, destroying a nuclear facility in 1980 in Iraq, That's if him. I'm not mistaken. That's okay. the pilot. That's who flew on the, sh on the uh, Columbia, okay? Now, what, what was the reason for the second demise? <laughs> when you're spying on the Middle East, and they have Russia as an ally, and even China, whatever, Russia sets out with... with uh, with satellites in, in orbit around Earth, but are, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting my terminology right now. That's okay. They are orbits that sit in orbit still. What's it called? I forgot. Geostationary platforms? They're platforms, but they're out there sitting still in space. And they launched a, an, a, a weapon of some sort they came in behind the Columbia, even though Columbia had had uh, had uh, towel problems that were torn off, and they hit the Columbia with something they launched from one of these platforms. Now they won't let you know that because it was again killing seven people, six USA's, and one Zionist Jew. Now who did this and for what purpose again? <laughs> that's that's the big question. Was it Russia? Was it Chinese? Or was it a combined total of both those nations? I can't answer that. I don't know. That's fine, but what, what do you think the purpose of, of having done that was? To kill the Zionist pilot on board and his, his nuclear 
his nuclear experiment he was carrying up there. Okay. Okay? We should never have carried a nuclear uh, bomb, so to speak, on a space shuttle mission. That was insane. Is that something that they reported? No, of course they wouldn't. They said the shuttle's tiles tore loose and the spacecraft coming through through the upper atmosphere tore apart and, and then scattered itself in, in parts of Texas, Louisiana, and places like that. My former crew that I was, I was involved with, I was involved in the space shuttle command area of the space shuttle, although I worked in every area, installing the engines and uh, everything, and the, and the payloads into the, into the payload bays and everything else. I was at the pot at the uh I was either in the co pilot or in the commander's seat of the shuttle <laughs> when i when I was uh, assigned to assigned to uh to take take a breath take a breath if you'd like uh, Clark I need to sip some water hold on sure sure the Apollo one was also sabotage it killed my three friends in the Apollo craft, okay. We have a lot of idiots in this government. We had a lot of idiots in NASA that allowed people to enter an Apollo craft and place charges in there that would explode within the capsule, which happened, and all three of the men were burned to death. I watched it on television, so I know what happened. But they don't want me to tell the people this. Of course, the sheeple in this nation of morons now, most of them wouldn't even know what the hell I'm talking about. We're a dumbed-down society now. We are not a smart nation of intelligence no longer. There are some that are, but they're captured by the Ivy League schools. The Ivy League schools are all Zionist-controlled colleges and universities. I lectured at colleges when I was still with NASA. I lectured at Penn State, New York University, Ohio State, Hofstra, the University of Oklahoma, the University of Hawaii, uh, hundreds of others. So I was very much needed to tell the people the truth at that time, even though I was not telling them about sabotage at that time. They're in fear of me getting out there and maybe surviving and being able to tell this now. But to be honestly frank, I don't believe I would live long enough to do that. There were two attempts to kill me already. They failed. I carry, I carry a thirty-eight and a forty caliber. They're very heavy in my pack, my pants pockets. So they also know I'm an expert shot. But they could kill me any which way with a sniper shot and call it, you know, a hit. And that, and then, the, and the sheep in this nation would forget it. I'm in deep poverty, Mel. I haven't got enough to live on. And if they're destroying my radio shows, which MUFON did, that's destroying an effort that I have trying to make some money from disclosing my 15 chapters on my website, the StargateChronicles.com. So I'm poor. I'm very poor, and I'm, I am terrible pain right now. Then we go to the moon, Clark. We went to the moon. Every, anyone that says we did not are foolish morons. Okay? We went to the moon. I knew the men that went there. James Irwin was one of my best friends. He was a very holy man. He looked for the, he looked for the uh, lost Ark of the Covenant. No, the lost Ark 
on, on Mount Ararat, okay? He was deeply involved in his religious pursuits and everything else. I am not religious as far as religion is concerned. I am a celestial. Actually, every person on earth other than the black race are celestials. And the black race were no doubt created here too, way back beyond in history, far back than I can even say. And they were actually the original owners of the planet Earth. They were the first race here. Came out of the oceans, got arms and legs, started to walk, stood up on two feet. That's the original race of humans on Earth. The others are star races from different planets. One is the Aryan planet of Aldebaran in the Hyades star constellation. That, that star has a large planet around it. And their ships are traveling here now. Their ships are the size of Jupiter, okay? I know this sounds totally crazy, but that's the size they are. Now, on the 12th of this month, my being an astronomer, I watched a net presentation from the University of Montreal saying that, that again, we have a strange object just outside the border of the rays of the sun, and it was sucking energy off the sun. Now, I'll tell you why. The sun is electrical in nature. It's not atomic. The sun is electrical. So it was sucking the electrical energy away from our sun to refuel its Jupiter-sized spacecraft. This sounds nuts, and most people will call me a, a nutball. So I can't tell it to people because they're already idiots. And then, after that, after that, after that, on the 13th or so of April, another report came out that the sun has actually a heartbeat deep within its core, meaning within its 860,000 miles diameter, it actually has a heartbeat there. It's alive. The sun is actually the only god we have that's keeping the earth alive and well. Clark, is this, is this why 20% of the sun's direct light has gone down solar obscuration? Is this because that ship is extracting uh, electricity? I don't believe it's having that much of a, uh, uh, that much of a harm to the sun's, sun's energy. I don't believe that. But it may have some percentage that when it takes it off. I watched it. About a year ago, there was another globe, a globe the size of Jupiter, sitting outside the diameter of the sun. I watched it as it sucked electrical energy off the surface of the sun. There was an energy power that led from the ship to the sun, and I watched as it was sucking away electrical energy for its ship power. So that's twice now I've seen that. And anybody tells me it's just a, a phenomena, it's bullshit. It's sucking energy into a large, massive ship that's the size of Jupiter that has within it thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of ships within that, within that global spacecraft. Clark, when Operation Paperclip took place, we formed a NASA. Was it formed by former Nazis? Yes, it was. Germans controlled totally 
the uh, United States NASA space program. I knew their scientists. They were friends of mine. They never lied to me. That is, those that would talk with me about things. They told me all about what the Germans were developing at the time, like the, the Gawk project, which was a time machine and a space travel type mechanism. And then I went to Kecksburg with a NASA high-tech uh, director, and he and I went up to to investigate that that so-called spacecraft that hit in Kecksburg. And immediately I could see it was not a spacecraft from another planet, which they were trying to prove it to be. It was nowhere near that. It was a craft that the Soviets launched to Venus that failed in orbit. And when it failed in orbit, the spacecraft, the D-Glock, the clock, survived had very little, if any, damage on it. And as it flew, it was flying under complete and total control of the Soviet Union. We, the United States and NASA, did not have that capability yet. So we needed to capture one of these so we could take it back to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base and have it totally uh, torn apart and studied for what that was. That's what we did. And for, uh, and for that, we discovered things that would protect our astronauts going to the moon and back through the Van Allen belt. So the Soviets were not stupid. They're not stupid at all. That's the way that went. And there's a lot. There's a, there's a hell of a lot more. I've gotten 54 goddamn chapters, but they won't publish them. And now MUFON attacks me, which tells me right off the bat, that they are scared as shit of what else I'm going to put on my website. Because they know that I'm telling the truth. And I think I'm dying right now because of that. Clark, Werner Von Braun, you knew him. Werner Von Braun had, had future hopes and ideas to go beyond Earth, of course, and to study and, and fly to the various other planets. I'll tell you something right now. The New World Order, by capturing the advanced by 50 years technology that the United States used to have, have already flown to Mars and come back, okay? They have already flown and established a base on the backside of the moon and come back. They're going there regularly now, but you're not allowed to know that. The human race are a bunch of idiotic morons. They'd rather have their games on TV, their games on computers. They'd rather have drugs, drugs, alcohol, and sex. That's all that takes their minds away from what they believe they shouldn't even know. We have a nation of brain-dead, low-IQ morons, Mel. Dis distracted. Totally distracted, and there's no way to save it. The USA has already died. It just hasn't been totally buried yet. What comes next? What comes next is the destruction of this country totally, and the enslavement of the uh, of the, uh, the what are called United States citizens areas of the uh, Boston Mar Marathon. Did you hear about that today? Yes, two explosives. Yeah. Correct. That's what they're doing. They're blowing up the country, but the idiots here don't even realize that they're so brain dead. Who's going to be on top nation-wise next time? I'm talking about would the Chinese be the next ones in power? The Chinese are falling into line, too. They have all our gold, all our silver, 
All our gold from Fort Knox. I talked to people that worked there, and they laughed at me. What gold, Clark? There's none there anymore. We've got, we've got lead bullions that are covered with a small layer of 24 carat or other gold. But that's all that's there to fake out the idiots that are in politics to believe that there's gold there. There's no gold there any longer. The nation, this nation's been totally destroyed. Would you say this has been planned from day one? It's been planned for a long time, okay? We've had evil people in the presidency for many, many decades, and they all fell in the line to someday prove that the Zionists on Earth, called the chosen people of God, are in fact the slave masters over the entire human race. And they're that because they know if the human race ever awakened, they would be totally genetically destroyed once and for all. That's what they're in fear of. What do you know about the Kennedy assassination? I met with Kennedy six days before he died at Complex 19, the Gemini, uh, the Gemini project for two men in the space. Uh, he was with Wally Sherraw, who was going to fly in a mission of the two that we sent into orbit to rendezvous there and say hello and wave at yourselves through the windows. Uh, Kennedy asked if I was Irish background. I said, yes, sir. And uh, he said... He had his hand in his either sweater or jacket pocket. It was too hot for a jacket, probably a sweater. He pulled his fist out of his pocket. It was shut. His fist was closed. He reached to shake hands with me, and he put something in my hand, and I closed my fist. There were, there were security guards of the Space Center and those that protect the president all over the place. They didn't see me. I put it in my pocket. I had coveralls on. I said, sir, be careful in Dallas because there's word from there that they hate you and that they, they may harm you. He said, Clark, that's only politics. I said, sir, be careful. He thanked me, Clark. He said, I have to leave now. So he left with Wally. Six days later, what I warned him about came true. <laughs> yeah. What did he hand you? He handed me one of his presidential patch or emblems that are on his sweaters and jackets. You know, the one that's woven out that's real beautiful with the stars and everything on yeah. it. He handed me one of them. I have tried to sell that so I could make some money to help myself, but no one will buy it. <laughs> Why do you think he was killed? Because 10 or 12 days before he was murdered, he made mention of he was going to disclose... UFO problem and what they are, and he was indicating that alien cultures are here studying Earth. They're, they're more than studying Earth. They created this planet many millions of years ago. They're here because they're our guardians in a way, five or six different races. That's what did. Well, he was supported perp without a doubt for that reason, so they couldn't chance it, so they had Lee Harvey Oswald, which they say killed him. Uh, shoot him. I don't believe that happened either. He was a patsy. That's right. He was a patsy. And of course, he was murdered by Ruby, whatever his name was. And Ruby is a Zionist Jew. <laughs> that all fall, falls into place. I'm sorry. I have friends that are Jewish. 
Some of them I love like brothers or sisters. I mean that from my heart. One died, and I cried for 15 minutes when his, his second wife told me that Benny had died. Benny was my, one of my best friends at the Kennedy Space Center. Benny was a wonderful human being. He was not a Zionist Jew. He said, Clark, I'm a human being. I'm not any race. Let me, let me just say something, Clark, as you just said. Not every Jew is a Zionist. And there are other people who are not Jews who are Zionists too. Yes, there is. Many in our government. I heard, I heard Biden say, I'm a Zionist on television two years ago. He came on and he loud and clear said, I am a Zionist. That's what he said. So he and the so-called presidents in there right now are two very evil high treason traitors to this nation and the people here. They are traitors of high treason. Clark, you started with NASA in 1958. Eight. How did you start? NASA didn't exist then yet. I joined it about a year and a half or two later when NASA was created. That's right. For having been there so long, you obviously know so much. You know about the tether incident and the dropa-looking uh, dropa uh, ships. I'll know all about that, but they won't let me publish my book chapters, and if they don't, they'll die with me. Because I'm 77 years now, Mel. I'm very sick, and this pain can't keep pounding away at me without my heart failing eventually. It is horrible pain. And the Percocet they give me isn't worth a pile of dog shit, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, people listening. I swear now and then. I was in the Navy, so I have Navy language now and then. I understand. Clark, if, God forbid, you would no longer be with us tomorrow, tell us what you need to say. I have said most of it already to you. And uh, unless, unless this nation of what I call now total sheeple, sheeple in a nation of total morons, Awaken again, which I doubt will happen. This nation is what I believe is already dead, and it will not survive because there's nothing left allowed to thrive with. There's not many of us left that are patriots. The kids coming out of high school, even college, sometimes they can't write or spell their own damn names. Our educational system has been destroyed, so that was allowed by the traitors in D.C., Senate, Congress, White House, and the so-called so -called Federal Reserve Bank, which is not a Federal Reserve Bank. It is a private bank of the New World Order, Zionist World Bank. And if the Zionist Order owned the world, they're going to have us all totally enslaved. I know this is going to bother some of your listeners. That's fine and dandy with me. I really don't give a shit anymore who wants to believe me or not. But they haven't risen up to save the country, Mel. They're morons. Mel, that's the problem. People think you're attacking Jews when you're anti-Zionist anti and that you're anti-Semitic. That is not the truth. That's the genius of Lucifer who owns this planet, Mel. The Bible even states that the God in the heavens at the time was fighting Lucifer to see who would control the earth. And, and, and the God at that time, in a very stupid mood, in a very stupid move, 
set Lucifer to earth with his black army of Zionist angels. And they've destroyed the human race since then. So God made the giant mistake of the universe, sending Lucifer to destroy our race on earth. God's not a god. God was an E.T., and Lucifer was a powerful E.T. So that E.T. exists on this planet, controls every damn thing through the Zionist uh, New World Order. That's what controls this planet. Unless a god, if there is a god, were to return, there's no hope. There is no hope. None at all. Having worked so long at NASA, Clark, you must know, if the alleged Planet X Nibiru, is this truth or fiction? I can't say anymore. I hear this, I hear that, I say it's a lot of bullshit, then all of a sudden it's back in the, on, the, on the news lines again. That's helping to cause the stress that's destroying the people in this nation. I'm sorry, sheeple in this nation. Stress destroys nations. We have nothing but stress 24-7 in this country. They're blowing up the Boston Marathon now. And we have no military that protects this country, but they're sent to Iraq and Afghanistan, wherever it's going to be, Africa now, and they're over there to save those countries for liberty. That's a lot of bullshit from the military. I was in the U.S. Navy. I had admiral friends of mine that told me a lot. And I was nearly, I was nearly court-martialed for a couple of things I went against them with. But one admiral... When I was in his office alone with him, he was sitting looking out his window at the Philadelphia Naval Yard. I was in there to answer an accusation that three, three officers accused me of. Ed Clark, I will not, I will not court-martial you. I said, thank you, sir. He said one thing, keep up what you're doing because you are what makes admirals. That's what he told me. And the three officers that accused me were sent separately to various bases on Earth, far apart from each other. That's what happened at the Philadelphia Naval Yard many, many years ago in my life. There's a lot more. A lot more, I can tell. My books, there should be three or four of them. I should, well, one publisher here. Let me tell you what happened. In Hong Kong, I... I have made every effort on earth to find a publisher that would publish my books. Every one of them from every country on earth refused, saying thank you anyway, goodbye. The Hong Kong publisher said, we are very interested. Please send us three chapters. I sent them three of the most powerful chapters I have. They said, we'll be in touch with you very soon to see if we can make arrangements. Four or five, six days later, I got an email from them. Uh, Mr. McClellan, we're sorry. We have no further interest in your books. Thank you. Goodbye. That's what they said. So you see, the media worldwide is owned by Zionist Jews. The media in this country, TV, radio, it don't matter, magazines, newspapers, they own the media. When you own the media, you own the people. If you own their banks... You enslave the people. That's exactly what they've done. Okay? Many people talk about the New World Order coming. Uh, Call Ark, I think it's already here. It's been here for a while now. It's, it's been here a long while. Okay. Uh, 
Reagan, they give him all kinds of pats on the back. I, he was a likable man. He was one president I never met. I met four presidents at the Space Center. I met Ike Eisenhower when he was leaving the presidency and came back to the Pershing IRBM pad, which was an intermediate-range ballistic missile. And I was working on the uh, Pershing at the time. I came down, and there was an announcement on the PA system, all on site, stop and stand still immediately. Do not move. Then a Buick limousine, black, pulled into the launch complex. It came up right in front of me, of all places. About six to seven, maybe eight feet away from me, the president's limousine opened up. <sighs> President Eisenhower stepped out. He noticed my helmet, which I had a painted rocket launched on it, and it was really nicely done. He came over. He said, young man, where are you from? I said, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, sir. He said, oh, I have a place I go to and rest. I said, yes, sir, I know about that in, Pits in Pennsylvania. I forgot the name of it now. And he, uh, he said... Uh, he said, uh, what is your job here? I explained it to him. But he had a, a major or colonel Air Force, Army officer, not an Air Force, Army. This was an Army missile that came close, and I noticed he was listening to me talk. So then Ike put his arm around my shoulder as this major or colonel was walking towards the launch pad, and he would not remove his arm from me. So what was that officer going to say? Leave him here, Mr. President? No, he wasn't. So I went to the pad with him. I was hearing things that were top, top secret about that rocket, even though, having worked on it, and my inquiring mind told me all that I was hearing, uh, he stood there with his arm around me, heard what was said. We went back to his limousine. He shook my hand. I asked if I could hug him. He let me hug him. He got in the car, and that would be the last time I would ever see President Eisenhower. And then I was jumped on by CAPE and government security agents. You do not speak anything about what you heard. And I said, all of you people, I work on this rocket. I have to know what it can do. I said, I know all, if not more, than what the president was told. So please step away from me. And they did. And that's the last time I heard from them. <laughs> but wasn't President Eisenhower also, I, although he regretted it in the end, Clark, wasn't he responsible for the rise of the military industrial complex? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There all were. But his, see, the presidents don't do that. They're under a DSSG. It's a dictatorial secret shadow government that controls the president, vice president, all his staff, and everybody in the Senate, the Congress, and the White House, okay? There's a DSSG, and that's what controls this country. We are controlled and enslaved by a very, very small number of very evil, high treason traitors that, that, that live in Washington or around the area and in some of the states, too. We have been destroyed. I know people want to hear this, don't want to hear that. We have been destroyed. Why? Because of all of you listening to this. You voted these evil criminals into politics. You're the re reason why this nation died. 
Now, can you save it? Personally, I doubt seriously you can. Clark, are we really voting for them? Or are they just simply selected? That's all it is. Look, you could be like Barack Obama. Smile at people. He's got a very talkative way about him. He can be very friendly. You can like the man. So if you give out cell phones to very poor black people in Detroit, Michigan, they all vote for you because they got a cell phone. We're a, moron, we're a nation of moronic idiots now. We should not be allowed to vote. That's why. There should be millions of these people that they live in this country that because of their small brain cells are not allowed to vote. But that happened this past election, maybe the one before that. We had a little over 50% of the people vote. But then who was there left? Nobody. They're all controlled by the DSSG. We have no choice. And anybody that's good and honest, they're destroyed. They are destroyed. Now we got we got some movie stars wanting to run for office. Mel, we need intelligent PhDs, doctorates, very smart people there, not idiots that can read a, a, a doggone uh, uh, script and, and act out something in a movie and that I'd love to go watch myself. But we need intelligent people in there. We don't have it. The majority are lawyers. That's right. Lawyers are a top evil in this country, along with some of the doctors and definitely the Zionist-controlled and owned pharmaceutical companies. That's what it is. How about the Bush family? The Bush families, well, they've both been very much involved in the crime that's been happening here. But they are voted back into office, except for GW. He was voted out. And they put another evil person in, Clinton. <laughs> now his wife wants to run for president. What's his wife know or do? What does she do that's great? Nothing. We need the people we once had in this nation that's running for these type of offices that are very, very intelligent people, that are patriots. There are few patriots in this country anymore. You, few, you see few American flag rain. Uh, flying on Flag Day. You see few Americans' flags uh, on the July 4th date. We are now a nation of very dumbed-down, moronic idiots in this nation. And there's more idiots coming out of the schools now. So it's not going to get any better. It's a deliberate dumbing down of the, of the world. Of course it is. It's, it's the genius of Lucifer. That's whose plan it is. Lucifer's doing this. But who's going to believe in Lucifer anymore? <laughs> Satan owns the earth. We should shut off all foreign aid right now, starting with Zionist Israel. Shut it off. But who's going to do that? They're all controlled. <laughs> Their dictators were controlled by this country. I love Egypt. I love the nation's history. I would have loved to see it before I died, but I probably will not now. And... Uh, I'm an Egyptologist, a, I'm, a, I'm an amateur Egyptologist, so I love Egypt. I love their past history, the pharaohs, all that. There was one pharaoh, Akhenaten, that knew the truth. He canceled out all their dogs and their cats and all their lions and camels as gods, and he said the sun is our god. He knew that our sun is god. Without the sun, Mel... 
We don't exist. I don't care how many people that are hearing this will sit down and pray, oh my God, the sun's going away. That God will not step in and save the sun. The sun is on its own. It's its its own life form in the cosmos. And that's what the universe is. I believe in the universal God. We live, in my opinion, I have a theory about it, we live in the huge universal body of that universal God. Now, there's probably other universes out there, so there's probably more gods. But the universe we live in as a tiny speck, not even that of life. We are a parasitic disease on the surface of the living planet Earth. We're destroying the water. We're destroying the air with chemtrails. We're destroying the food growing. We're destroying everything that keeps us alive. We're the most idiotic, moronic race that's ever been created on the planet Earth or anywhere else. Clark, what do you know about chemtrails? Chemtrails, <laughs> they're as bad as harp, okay? Harp is all over the world now. It's a new world order controlled program, came out of Alaska, and they are in Norway and various other countries on the planet. They can control weather where they can create hurricanes like they did up the East Coast recently. That was a harp created hurricane. But who's going to believe that? Clark, you're not bald, they call me. I'm the only one that realizes the truth. They're idiots. But the spraying, the spraying of aluminum, barium, strontium. That's right. Why? It's, all, it's all falling on us. Yes. My, my fiance in Ohio has this falling on her and Wright Patterson all day long, every day of the week. That's to destroy the races that exist in the areas they spray it in. And I think it's everywhere in the country now. We're being totally wiped out and destroyed. And we have it wise up to do it, and personally, I don't believe we have the brains to do that. I've told you far too much already. 9-11, what do you know about 9-11? 9-11 was an inside job, and I don't believe and never will that it was caused by Muslims or Muslims, whoever they were. I don't believe that at all. What happened to the planes that crashed in Pennsylvania, they, I, I didn't hear one... One report of bodies found there, okay? What happened to the crew and the passengers of that jet in Pennsylvania that was supposedly fallen in Pennsylvania and exploded and dug a hole in the ground? Why were there not parts of the plane and bodies laying all over the place? I have never read a report yet of that, and they're keeping it from the morons in this nation. Who wouldn't care less anyway? Same with the Pentagon. That's the same with the Pentagon. The Pentagon was a, was a actual cruise missile. It wasn't a passenger jet. And Clark, during your time in NASA, can you conclusively say you have received information of the interaction with extraterrestrials and us? Yes, I saw them in the space shuttle payload bay. Okay? What do you need to hear from me? I've told it to a lot of people. Oh, I'm full of bullshit. That's not true. I saw an eight to nine foot tell what probably was an alien standing in the space shuttle, well, floating in the space shuttle bay with two small little astronauts about six feet tall. This here, this here entity was waving its hands like ordering the two astronauts of NASA what to do. Okay, I saw that for about, what was it, a minute and seven seconds, I think it was, and then it shut off because they knew I was viewing it. Okay, two, three weeks, maybe a month or so later, 
I had a contact by another aerospace engineer that told me he observed an eight to nine foot tall type alien like I had seen also in the crew compartment of a separate shuttle mission. So there's two shuttle missions with these giants inside the craft. Who's going to believe it? They're brain dead now. Do you, can you describe the being? Arms, legs, torso, head. I couldn't see the face. Was he wearing any kind of a breathing mechanism or not? Something, I saw something around its waist that may have been something that helped that. I saw no, I didn't see no, I didn't see no weapon like hanging over his shoulder or anything. I saw something I thought attached to its ear area, which meant to hear maybe what discussion was being told or discussed. And uh, eight to nine feet tall, that's a Nephilim. Nephilims from the Bible days. That's what it is. The Nephilim still controls the human race for Lucifer, okay? So the Nephilim, which were the giant skeletons that we found here on the planet, even. That's right. Found all over the place, but they won't let you know that. Whoever looks at them says it's a lot of bullshit. That's not true. We found giant skeletons all over this planet. And they won't let the Earth race that are so dumbed down they couldn't care less anyway to see them. <laughs> the Nephilim are an evil race. They've mated with Earth women and had what they called children of renown. <laughs> yeah, sure. And that's how the C section, the Caesarean section, started when that's they started right. uh, mixing with the women. That's right. That's the way it goes. The Clementine, the Clementine probe. What do you know about the Clementine probe? Oh, they discovered a lot more out there around the moon and wherever else. And uh, and I won't say anything about that unless I wrote that wrote a, t- a chapter about it. I've got forty some chapters written. I think I wrote something about that, but I'm, I don't remember anymore. My mind is slowing. My mind is going away, Mel. I'm dying. Okay, I'm in the greatest pain I've ever had in my life. They're trying to say I never served in the Navy. They're trying to say I never even served in NASA, some people. And some of the morons will believe that. Even though my website, if they would go into it and read it, can see the more proof than necessary that I was there. Four or five hundred people I met and interviewed, like Von Braun and his scientists from, from Pinamunda. Yeah, and I know, what, I know who brought the, the Glock to the United States. General Cambler. You know who General Cambler was? No. Okay. Cambler was an SS top general serving, serving Hitler when the Pinamunda base was being bombed. They moved it to Poland underground. He had the Glock there being, being created and being researched. He was one of the top bosses. But get this. Get this. My base manager, the director of the Kennedy Space Center, was, was my friend and the overall boss of every German and human being on that base. And he was the director of the D-Glock project in Poland, and he was made director here at the Kennedy Space Center. What was the D-Glock project again? I told you earlier, it's a time machine and it's space travel. Machine. So we we have conquered t- 
time travel. We have conquered that a long time ago, and we have that ship flying from Mars to the moon, and even beyond that to the, Mar- the moons of Mars and the Jupiter moons and the Saturn, every place else. We've gone far, far below, beyond what we believe and are allowed to believe. Uh, Dr. I can't remember my doctor. He was a Jewish PhD. He ran the uh, the program for for uh, uh, my mind slipping. Dr. Kirk Debus was the director at the Kennedy Space Center for most of the years I worked there. Okay, he was a German scientist. He worked at Pinamunda. He helped develop the V1s, V2s, all that stuff. But he was so far advanced that he started to develop the de-glock project. They call it short, the clock, okay? And when he did that, and they were bombing Pinamunda, and they moved to here or there, uh, Kamler was the top general. Uh, Dr. Debus ordered Kamler to move the project to Poland, where the bombers couldn't reach, not as yet anyway. When they did that, the war was coming to an end. Dr. Debus, Dr. von Braun, Dr. all the doctors I've known that were German, they all joined with, no, not all, half of them, maybe less than half, joined with Debus to come to the United States, and they did that. There were as many that went to Russia, okay? Some very highly intelligent, uh, intelligent research scientists. So they were the ones that continued to, to create the DeGlock project in Russia. Hold on a second. I have to take a pain pill. Hold on. Okay. I took a pain pill. It's not working, of course. It won't work for another hour, probably. Anyway, the de Glock at the end of the war was taken by Kamler secretly, whereas some of the scientists that knew he was doing it were actually murdered in Poland, so they would not disclose where it was. Kamler had them murdered. He took the DeGlock, packaged it up in a large container. It went with him all over the European area until he was in touch with with the greatest general in the European War. General, uh, what was his name? Our general over there that broke up the the, uh, the invasion of Germany that almost broke our hold on the country. Oh, General, God, I can't remember his goddamn name. I'm forgetting. Are you still there? I'm still here. General, uh, General, you know the General? I'm trying to remember. Patton? Patton. George S. Patton. George S. Patton saved my father, who was a tank destroyer commander, with his small little tank that was being blown apart by the heavily armored German tanks that were far more superior than ours. My dad, my dad and some of his crew got out of his right before it was hit by a very powerful uh, cannon fire from one of these powerful, I said, what were they called, Panthers or some type of tank, and, uh, and he escaped. But he was behind enemy lines during the, 
during the uh, invasion of Germany that continued to cross Europe and trapped a lot of our men. It was the, uh, I forgot the name of it now, I can't remember anymore. Anyway, my dad was trapped. General Patton had him join the Patton Army, and uh, and he he went on with Patton from there when he was mine detecting and was nearly killed by mines. And he went into Buchenwald, the slave camp that the Germans had. My father was in there. He observed these these almost not even alive people, and he was very saddened by that. And, and there were some Jews, some Hungarians, some Germans, some Poles, some um, Yugoslavians, some this, some that, and a lot of uh, other types of races. He said, son, there were not only Jews there, but they make it look like Jews only died at Buchenwald. Anyway, there were a lot that did die there, so that's sad for those people. He was there, and then he came home 100% disabled. My father, who left, was very healthy, would swim and dive off of boards with me, was never the same man again. But he was still able to walk. He went to the Kennedy Space Center. He said, son, join me here. We're going to send men into space and to the moon. I left Pennsylvania with a new wife I had. I went to Florida. We had two sons, well, son and daughter there. And I went to the Space Center to work. My wife went there to work. My father worked there. My uncle went there to work, my, my mother's brother. My uh, sister-in-law worked there, and one or two other families in the member. We had six or seven people working on our space program from the beginning. I was the longest there from 58 to 92. So I can say more. The, the Glock was set here secretly because this government took, took part in having it shipped here. It arrived. It was then shipped to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, where it probably still is being, being back-engineered, okay? That's where it's at. It's been there since the end of the war and the Camler coming here. Camler was said to have died three times at the end of the war. He did not die. I'll tell you the reason why. I knew his facial features. I was invited up to Dr. Kirk Debus's office. He said he had an autographed photo for me of him that I wanted. I went up, his secretary said, don't take too much time, he's got important, two, two important people in there. I said, no, surely I won't. I went through the door. The two gentlemen he had there stood up and clicked their feet at me like German officers. Dr. Debus stayed seated. Mm-hmm. I went up, he handed me a brown envelope. He had an 8 by 10 photograph signed in 24 karat gold. And I was shocked. I said, oh my God, thank you so much for this. See, these Germans respected me because of my UFO uh, investigations and research since 1947. They respected me highly, and they always showed it. Dr. Ken- or Dr. Kennemeyer, the top pilot of the German Luftwaffe, was there with Kennemeyer. When I left, I said, Shirley, thank you. 
I went downstairs to the third floor of the Kennedy Space Center area where my office was, and, and, uh, and uh, I got a couple of the German scientists, the senior scientist, Dr. Kenodi. I asked if I could come to see him. He said, come now. I went to his office. He shut the door and told his secretary, do not, do not, do not bother us unless Dr. Kenodi, Dr. Debus calls us. When I went in there, he pulled a photo off the wall he had hidden. Oh, oh my leg. He said, he said he took the back off. Oh, oh, it was an early, early launch of one of our early rockets. And it was being followed into the Earth's atmosphere by four or five alien craft. He said, there, they exist. Now do you believe? I said, I've always believed, Dr. Kenodi. Then he went back to Germany to retire. His wife stayed here in in uh, Cocoa Beach. Uh, I sent him a letter. Would you please, would you please send me a letter telling me in the letter of how you and I discussed aliens, UFOs, etc. He sent a letter to the U.S. Army Secret Service. They contacted me. They told me, "What did you talk about?" I said, "That's my business. I'm not going to tell you a word." They said, well, he will not be contacting you. They went to my Indian chief. I, I'm, a, I'm a chief in the Sioux Lakota tribe. I'm an honorary chief, okay? Mm -hmm. I've had respect from all over this planet shown to me, except for this evil government. Uh, the, chief, the chief told me that they had visited his, down, his dilapidated home and introduced themselves as FBI agents at the door. They showed him his card, their cards. They said, we want to talk to you about Clark McClellan. The chief has died now. Anyway, he told them Clark McClellan has a great interest in the Native American cultures because the white race that came here destroyed them. He said, he said, did he talk to you about aliens in the Space Center? He said, no, he did not, although I had, and he didn't disclose that. He said, leave me now, never come back and contact me again. He shut the door in her face, and they left. About a day or so later, the Army Intelligence called from, from uh, Alabama, asking him the same questions. He said, look... I've told this to the FBI, I'll say it to you, which he did. He said, now, leave me alone, don't bother me. This man is a patriot. He's a saint in this country. And then he hung up. So that's how I'm treated other than this pain, pain right now. Uh, you, what are you going to do with what I told you? What do you think we're going to do? Of course we're going to release it, Clark. But it's my life story, Well, I don't like copyright. Clark, 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 f f first, first of all, f first of all, please, with all due respect, we need to stop this confrontational attitude. I'm here with an open mind listening to you look, and letting this, you know. Listen to me right now, Mel. My life's been destroyed in every way you could ever possibly consider. It's being destroyed now. My life story is all I have, okay? It's copyrighted. Okay, if Paula referred you to me, it's because she trusts me. She said she does, yeah. I cannot even understand what kind of pain you're going through. Can't because you don't have it. Exactly. So what I'm trying to do 
is get as much information as possible of the story that you want to be told. And every time I try to interact, you tell me to stop and I honor that. And right now, I wanted to talk to you so you could get to know me somewhat. But we need to stop the confrontational aspect because I'm not here to fight you. I'm here to enable what you have to say in a respectful and in a very respected platform that's listened to. What will what you release, Mel, of my life story will gain me any money? Huh? What? Can you you honestly answer that? that? See, this is the very difficult situation. Clark, when you speak and the first thing that comes out of your mouth is how much money? I need to know it, God damn it, Mel. I don't have any. You have money. I don't. Clark, listen to me, please. There are ways in which you can receive donations and I can enable that and I can help with that. But when you come out and say, I'm only doing this for the money and believe me, my radio show, I have absolutely no commercials. That's good, because everything I've ever been in, uh, Jeff rents everything else, destroys an hour or so I talk, and I have about 20 to 25 minutes, so that's not enough time. Have I interrupted you even once with commercials? Oh, how no. long has this lasted now? It's been about an hour. Okay, let's keep it at that. I will say no more. I've got a lot more to say. I will not say no more on it. That's fine. But please allow me to speak for one minute and then we can hang out, please. Okay? okay? I'll let you, give you a chance. Hey, listen to me right now, Mel. Okay? Yeah. I'm an officer from the Navy. I still have it in my system. Okay. I respect that and I thank you for the service to our country, first of all. Huh. I don't have any sponsors. I have subscribers. Okay. I need my website, www.stargate.com chronicles.com. I have moon gold photos on there that I'm selling. 130 bucks. That covers the postage and all. Who on this planet has a piece of gold that went to the moon and came back? Okay? The government called me and said, you can't do that. I said, what? I'm a taxpayer, along with the, res- the other people I, I send these to. I said, you're telling me the taxpayer doesn't have any reason to do this? I said, I will do it. Come after me. They never did. Okay? I need that okay. moon gold sold, too, because that's helped me a lot. Can you please explain, when you say moon gold, what exactly right, do you mean? Me, I'll talk. Four by, five, four by six frame. It's usually golden, a golden frame. They're not the best frames in the world, but they're okay. I put a color postcard photo of James B. Irwin the NASA astronaut that drove the first rover on the moon during the Apollo 15 mission there in 1971. Jim, Jim's on it, saluting the American flag. Behind him is the gold on the lunar module that the piece that the person would receive is part of, okay? He brought back several sheets of it for me. And uh, I put a tiny piece of it on, but it's enough. It's gold from the moon. And I sell that to try to survive. And uh, on the back is the description. I swear that I am telling the truth. People don't want to believe me. That's their choice. That I was there. If they look at my website, they know I'm not lying. And that I sign it with my signature. And on the back, I have a photo of me sitting in the space shuttle Columbia, the last ship I was in. 
okay? And that's sealed, and I send it out in a bubble wrap envelope with, with cardstock on both ends that is very protective. I think I've only had one that's broken, and I think somebody did that deliberately when I sent it to Norway. So that's, that's what it is. I for a frame, golden, with the photo of Jim Irwin and the description on the back with a little piece of gold on the front of the photo. And his rover sitting there that he drove. He was the first NASCAR driver on the moon. Okay. Do you, do you have a PayPal account for donations? I have a PayPal account, yes. Clark, the website? www.stargate, one word, S-T-A-R-G-A-T-E hyphen, that's a line between two letters, chronicles, C-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E-S dot com. My, my computer was destroyed recently. I don't even have a computer to work with anymore. Mel, they're destroying my life. I understand. Clark, next time we talk, I'll hope that the conversation will be a little bit less confrontational. Hey, listen, okay? That's all I have anymore. I'm sorry. I know you're a good man. What told me that? I'm just, I, I haven't eaten. I'm in a low sugar thing right now. If I collapse, I may die. I understand. Do you, do you still receive emails? Oh, I receive it, but I don't have no computer. I have to go to a public library that gives oh, me one okay. half hour on a goddamn computer before the kids pour in to play their stupid computer games. That's where our nation is. Morons coming out of schools now. Just, just contact me sometime, but give me a while. I'm in bad pain. They come in to work to bandage my legs every two days. Okay. And it's, the pain is beyond description, okay? Okay. Stay in touch with me, too, if you need anything else, okay? Okay. Okay, I'm sorry I was this angry. I'm not angry at you. I'm angry at the situation I'm in right now. And it hurts really too bad that I can't even describe it. Okay, Understood. And contact me and tell me when you're going to have a show of what I've said. If people can't explain that, that they can, whatever people that can't, can't understand it, they can all go to hell. I'm sorry. Okay, thank you then, and thanks for talking with me. I'll try to Thank be better you. the next time. Then Take care, Clark. Do that sometime. I'm not saying how soon. I might be dead by then, Mel. I have, Mel, I have no idea. I understand. All right, be careful. Thank you very much. And then what all I said was, was true. You're, you're a fair and good man. Okay. Thank you. Take care, okay, Clark. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to the first segment of this interview. We will continue with segment two with our special guest in the Veritas member section. Just go to our website, VeritasRadio.com, and click on the subscribe link to listen to the rest. We'll take a short intermission, listen to some music, and we'll be right back with segment two in the members section. Enjoy.
This is Sergeant Clifford Stone, U.S. Army retired, and you're listening to the Veritas Show. Mm-hmm. 